But if you haven't uh, been a part of our, our Cultivate from part one, which took place towards the end of May and then through June, I just want to catch some people up on what Cultivate is all about. I started when I spent some time in our garden and uh, I used something called a cultivator and was uprooting and uh, turning over soil, getting ready for the new season and the new blooms uh, that were to take place. And then I just kind of heard in that moment that God really just wants to kind of, you know, cultivate some things amongst his body to position us for what is to come. And then uh, just three key definitions as far as for cultivate. Uh, it means to prepare for, to foster the growth of, and then to improve by study or by labor. And so we want to prepare some people tonight. We also want to improve yeah. uh, uh, the relationships that are watching live now or might be watching this at a later point or hearing this at a later point. And so uh, believe, we're believing God and we're in agreement for that to take place so you can expect that. And so in addition to that, you can also expect uh, three things that we're, we're trusting for is uh, information is going to be released tonight. Yeah some inspiration, and definitely some impartation from the Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. From the Holy Ghost. And so uh, we are excited. And so, again, our topic tonight is cultivating marriage, cultivating marriage. So that's a very important relationship. And so, again, I just say welcome uh, to everybody. I think my wife will just... No, welcome. It's so good to be with everybody. And we are looking forward to what will be shared tonight. So get ready. Yeah, and if you got some questions, by all means, we will take a few of those towards the end of our conversations uh, with the conversation with the Bethany's. So make sure you add some questions on the YouTube as well as on our Facebook chat room. And uh, we are excited. So we're ready. I know you're ready. And uh, let me just do a formal introduction uh, of the Bethany's, uh, who are just a blessed, dynamic, powerful couple. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Amen. We're, we're ready. We're ready. So first of all, let me just open up a prayer. Father, we just bless you. We thank you, God, for who you are. There is nobody like you. You are God and God alone. And we welcome your presence. We say, Holy Spirit, come and we acknowledge your presence. We thank you, Jesus, for you uh, establishing the pattern of what uh, husband and wife should look like in your relationship yes. with the church. And so we just bless you for uh, uh, just the release of the anointing tonight, God, if there's any uh, challenges, God, that uh, that they'll rise up and become champions uh, as a result tonight, God. And we just bless you, Lord, for your son and daughter and the Bethany's and their marriage, God, their ministry, their family. And we just thank you, Lord, for this time together and for the impartation and the release in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and so again, I just want to do a formal reading of the bio, uh, and then we'll kind of just kind of share, you know, from that point. But Pastor Charles or Chuck Bethany uh, was born into a musical family, and he has worked or played with leading Christian artists like Fred Hammond, Karen Clark Shear, Smokey Norfolk, come on, y'all, Nicole Binion, uh, Cortez Vaughn, Karen Wheaton, and the Winans, just to name a few, just to name a few. And he is the father of seven children and married to the lovely Nakisha Bethany, which you see. And together they pastored the Ark Church in Plano, Texas. What's up, Texas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and have a great work going on there. And Pastor Keisha, she's originally from St. Louis, Missouri. She is a talented vocalist with a strong passion for the Lord, music, and ministry. As a background vocalist for Grammy Award-winning artist Fred Hammond, she has traveled and sang across the United States before joining the Daystar team in 2013. Today, she can be seen each week on Marcus and Joni, worshiping with her husband and the rest of the Daystar team. In addition to being a talented singer, she is a devoted mother with a heart to see the next generation encounter the life-changing love of Jesus Christ. Come on, so come on. So we say welcome uh, to the Bethany's. And then um, I guess, um, Pastor Pace, could you just kind of share a little bit, I guess, how you, I guess, first? Yes, we encountered uh, the Bethany's at um, Apostle uh, Cynthia Thompson's, uh, one of her intensive sessions. And um, along with myself and Prophet uh, Doreen, uh, we were just kind of kindred spirits and uh, met in between services and just begin to talk and have continued um, the relationship. And so um, we're just glad that they're able to join us tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the Bethany's. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hey. 
I know we shared formally, but is there anything else you, you'd want to be able to share? And then why you do that? Can you tell us also about how, how you two met as well? Yes. Well, let me first say this. One of the things you said at the very beginning about cultivating marriage. Yeah. I believe this is beautiful because it's a never ending cultivation. Mm -hmm. so cultivating until Jesus comes. Yes. I mean, the hand, you know, um, also one uh, little deal there, my wife and I, we just stepped away from Daystar Television to go full time ministry. Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Glory and so, uh, and then uh, did we talk about the, the babies, the five babies we have together? I don't know it was in the, in the, in the bio. So. <laughs> so, say again? No, we knew you had seven children that he mentioned that. Go ahead. Seven, okay, yes. And so, um, what else? What, was there anything missed? I think that was it. All that right. was you guys. Great. <laughs> now, on to how we met. I think I'll start this story because uh, it starts with me. And then I'll pass it to her. Uh, first of all, as like a 13-year-old, 14-year-old old guy, I had a crush on Nakisha Scruggs from the Scruggs Singers. Wow. Her and her family had this singing group. It was about seven of them. Mm -hmm. And they went around singing around St. Louis. And my, my brother Chris played bass for them. And I, I watched her from afar. And I told somebody, I said, I'm going to get her one day. You watch. I'm going to get that girl right there. <laughs> and so I approached her. Now, back, now, if you see me now, I'm, I'm a little thicker. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel down. But before I drank all that milk, I was skinny. They used to call me an Ethiopian, you know. Yeah. And so I was very thin, young boy. And I approached her. And I and I asked for a hug, you know, just you know, try to you know, you know get in there. <laughs> and she, she hugged me and told me, "Ew, you're too skinny," for the most part. <laughs> wow. You know, and, and so I was too thin for her. Yes, he was. And you know, we were we were young. We yeah. were really young. And you know, at that age, girls think they're a little more mature than boys. Of course. And so he always the jester. He was always the one that was you know goofing around. And I was just. I was just much too mature for him. <laughs> so I, I was skinny and goofy in her eyes, you know? And so I, I went away, matured some, and drank some milk, and uh, came back a little bit later. And how was I, like 21? I, was, I think I was 21. I was 21 years old, and uh, I asked for her number at this church service, and I told her that I wanted to do a CD with her one day. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yes, he did. That's that was his line. line. That's a great yeah. line. <laughs> Claims that it wasn't a line. It wasn't. I really. <laughs> but we have yet to see this CD. Hopefully, the next time we ask this question, it will be a CD. But yes. you know, we've done we've, we've done many other CDs for other people. We have. That's, that's true. That's that count. true. That count was on. <laughs> and so now we've been married for twenty, well, twenty-one years. Wow. I like. I like to count the year that's coming. Yeah. My faith. Saying you've been married 20 years, uh, January 29th, but I'm always counting that. How about you, brother? Do you always add the extra year? <laughs> you, you know how, how, how kids tell you I'm six and a half? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> tell you, how you, I'm going on seven. So, so me, that's how I'm about to be. <laughs> and so we're going on 21 years of marriage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that, that's my story in a, in a nutshell. Wow. And so, yeah, because we're, we're coming up on 16, 16 years next week ourselves. Oh. So we're coming up on the sweet 16. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Y'all made it past that 10 year hump. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Strong and getting stronger in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, oh. Yes. No, but it's good. And so I know you mentioned, um, you know, as far as for the musical aspect. And so I know that worship is just a key part of you all's lives, just individually. But can you just even talk as far as for just the influence of worship uh, on your relationship as husband and wife? And, and why, you know, just even that is important, you know, in marriage? Well, uh, and I'll pass this off to you really this time. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this, as I have intimacy with God, it mm. helps intimacy with my wife. If I don't get my worship on, it's like not having my coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so then my, my attitude, my vibe is off. But if I can get with God and love on him, it's, it's, it's this worship is not about a song, it's about your heart. 
You know what I'm saying? It's about your heart. And you actually, I love the definition of worship. It is in the Greek to kiss. Yeah. Oh, now I have my kiss. Oh, <laughs> I love you. I can't talk about it without engaging with a little. Mwah, mwah. It said, to kiss like a dog licks his master's hand. Mm. And so once, once I engage in my kiss with God in that worship, my heart yeah. and his heart dance together, it actually changes my attitude. It changes my perspective. And so we just had eight hours of prayer and worship Come on, uh, yep. over the week, the 31st in, into the into the 1st uh, of August. And after that night or that, that praying the night through, I'm telling you I, on the way home that morning, I'm speaking in tongues all the time. Tongue, but the love is flowing out of my heart, and I felt the positioning change. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm past you for real, but I'm past you. I promise I'm past you. <laughs> the very first time that I realized that my engagement with God or my worship to God, my God changed with my uh, my perspective. With my wife was back in 2010. We've mm. been married for 10 years, and we've had our ups and downs. We're in that 10th year, and God sent me on a fast. He said, "I want you to fast 40 days." And so I went on this 40-day fast, liquids. And as I went on that fast, at the end, I totally began to go through transformation. Mm -hmm. She told me, she said, you're, you're much nicer. You're, wow. you're, you're more loving. Look at her smiling big over here. And so, <laughs> she's like, you, but it was because it was between me and God. I remember going, I was at Daystar, and I was, I was so excited about what I felt for my wife. I was just blurting it, you know? I was like, I'm in love with my wife right now. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm gonna love her. Yes, sir. And I was telling her telling it to Joni. And I remember Joni uh, on the air, she said, can you just tell the viewers yeah. what you feel for your wife right now and why you feel it? And so I, was, I said, as I'm fasting and praying, for some reason, it's doing something in my, in my heart. And so my worship to God and my fast and prayer, fasting and praying is actually shifting our relationship. Mm. And so that, if, if, we could, if we could just just put a, a pin right there in that moment, yeah. in that principle, you, you and your worship to God, your love, you and your love to God. If you work on that, uh, it'll be everything. I, I'm gonna say this real quick. I'm pass. I'm, I promise. I'm trying to pass. I'm, 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 we flowing. We good. Talk, talking about worship. Go ahead. That, you know. That, <laughs> but I remember as my wife and I was going through. God said, "If you focus on me, I'll fix things with her." Mm. He said, "But you're too focused on her. You're, 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 you're up in arms about her right now, and your problems with her. And you, all you do is complaining." And he said, "If you just worship me, come and lay before me, I'll fix that with her." And boy, did he prove his point, and it's still his point to this day. Who have they yes, mm. indeed. You know, I agree with everything that you're saying. It's so important um, to really have that that relationship with the Lord. And as he talked about spending that time in His presence and just. Uh, adoring him and worshiping him and and your perspective begins to change and your focus is on him and what's pleasing to him automatically um your relationship in your marriage is going to change it's going to change for the better because you're ultimately concerned about pleasing the lord whatever he is pleased with mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be pleasing and cultivating to your relationship and so that's i think that's very key and I really um, just from from the beginning of our marriage, you know, thankfully, we both were, um, you know, worshipers. We yeah. both were um, just passionate for the presence of God and for the things of God. And so that really, really, really helped a lot um, in our marriage journey that from the beginning, we were able to worship together. We were with one accord uh, when it came to seeking the Lord. And so I think that's very, very important. Um, and why the, the word instructs us not to be unequally yoked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to a believer that you, uh, yoked, uh, you yoke yourself together with someone that is like-minded. So um, that, that was just a huge, huge part of uh, helping us in our marriage, just being able to worship the Lord together. Mm. Wow. And so well, I, she was sharing, I fall in love a little bit over here. <laughs> go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it actually just crossed my mind, uh, Pastor Keisha, what you're just talking about being unequally yoked. So uh, say, for example, if we have a married couple that is, unequally yoked right now, uh, what would you say to kind of help cultivate, you know, that relationship or help encourage or strengthen? It could be the man or the woman uh, that might need to uh, uh, have a closer walk. Yeah, yeah, have a closer walk. So, you know, how, 
what some counsel or advice or encouragement that you, you all could provide, you know, in that scenario. You want to start going? No, you Okay, so he wants me, she yeah. wants me to start this yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know, the agreement. <laughs> you know, one thing I, I'll say to that is this, um, well, the thing that I, I, I that fell in my spirit last year or so, know your role. Mm. Know the husband as a wife, know your role. Know the scriptures that go to your role. And so when you said that, my heart went right to scripture where it talks about the woman having the unbelieving husband. Talk about it. Yeah. It said her chase and meek behavior. Her, her, she can win him without a word. Yes. With her, her. And so the thing is, I believe that he, whether it's the husband or the wife, if you sit with God and let his character be upon you, respond like he wants you to respond, it will actually help and change. I've had a, a lot of couples come in where the husband might have been smacking the wife or whatever. And I would tell the wife, I said, listen, just just respond the way God would have you to respond. Don't cuss him out. If he come, if he come in, don't, don't don't ask him where he's been all night. Just you respond the way God would have you respond. As first, as a, as a good believer, as a good Christian, first of all, mm -hmm. as a wife. And as she did so, and there's been a few situations where we've counseled in that in that regard. Yeah. But as they did so, they found a different response from their spouse. They found wait a minute, all, they could be acting a fool, and if if, if I just allow the Christ in me to resonate. And I carry that character that he's called me to walk in. It changes everything. Mm. So, wow. so I would encourage that spouse that is saved, follow the word of God, follow the word of God. Amen. Amen. And of course, we're not condoning, <laughs> of, you know, being smacked around. Oh, right, yeah. right. Of course. Of course. But there <laughs> is a role that that I love how you said that that we need to know our roles, and I mm. believe that um, in this generation. There are a lot of young people that don't really know their role as a wife and as a husband, according to the word. There's been so many uh, different thoughts and opinions thrown out there mm -hmm. as to what our place is and what our position is as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. But the word clearly gives us instruction on uh, how we ought to behave ourselves as husband and wife. So just as my husband said, um, the, the scripture is giving us instruction on how to uh, deal with that unbelieving spouse, to still uh, love them and treat them with respect in mm -hmm. spite of, and of course, um, God can come in and change their heart. He can come in and, mm -hmm. and uh, through how we represent him, Mm. It's so important for us to really be true representatives of him so that that spouse can see the love of God on the inside of us uh, being portrayed to them. I'm reminded of a story that I heard um, that a pastor was sharing about how there was a woman that was so um, involved in coming to the church that her husband began to feel neglected. Mm. And she advised this woman, you know what? If he's wanting you to be at home with him during the week, not, you know, he's working all week and he's at, at home in the evening and he's wanting you to be there with him that evening, then you be there with him. You respect what he's saying, what he's asking of you to be there with him. And when he heard that the pastor encouraged her to be there with him, that kind of clicked something changed on the inside of him that, huh, instead of you know, her being drawn away to do this thing away from me and being separate from me, she's being encouraged to be at home with me. The Lord began to work on him yeah. because of her respect for him, that she did stay home with him when he wanted her to be there with him. Yeah. And the Lord began to work on him. And then he said, well, let me let me find out what's going on here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's just not pulling her away from me, but they're encouraging her to be with me and not just leave me here when she's going off. Let me find out what else is going on here. And that drew him more to the Lord. And in the end, he began to serve the Lord after then changing his mind and wanting to go there with her because she expressed an interest in being with him. So that 
God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promises. And um, he won't fail us. He won't let us down. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Good, good. Now, I was just thinking, because you guys were talked about defining the roles and even knowing the scripture, but I'm thinking about people who may not have grown up in the church or who may not had a model, um, a good model in front of them. Um, what was, how did you guys grow in, outside of studying the scripture, how did you grow in knowing what your role was? I'll, I'll say this for, for me, there, there's, there's no outside for me. Um, I can't learn my role aside from, from the word. Cause me, I would do certain things. The word is telling me not to do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, so I, this, this is, this is so, so for someone who did not grow up in the word, I, I, I hear this here, um, second Timothy, the third chapter. He said, in the last day, Timothy, you'll find them being this way. He said that they, they will be unloving. They'll be unfaithful. They'll be unforgiving. They'll be all these things. But then he goes on and says, but Timothy, you know the word. Oh, come on. Yeah. He said, Timothy, yeah. from a youth, you've known the word. Yeah. Then the next chapter goes, he says, Timothy, preach the word. Oh, preach the word. And so I would, I would say this to this generation. If you did not grow up with the, with the Bible, in your life, I grew up in the, in the church, of course, you know, my father was a pastor and all that good stuff. But if you did not, then I, I, here I am to share with you the word, not my opinion. Yeah. My opinion yeah. might get you going. That's good. But I've been told this by the Lord. Jesus, he said this, I want you to go into all the world and teach them what I've taught you to observe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so at this point in time, I got to teach you the word. Mm -hmm. And so this, the scriptures that, that I would pass on to them would be scriptures like Ephesians, uh, 25. Actually, I have this all uh, uh, mapped out and typed out for husbands and then wives. Because what I say is this, wives know your roles better than you know your husband's roles. And husbands know your roles better than you know your, 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 your wives' roles. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know the point. And, and so but sometimes you'll hear the wife say, well, the Lord said you love, you know, your wife is the Jesus love. You'll hear that. Oh, no, amen to our man. You'll hear the woman <laughs> quoting that so hard. But then they will not say, and the Lord told me to submit. No, no. You're going to find a husband saying, submit. The Lord said, submit to your own husband. Right. You know, right. so we're rehearsing each other's line. But what if we would learn our lines and have them down pat. That's so good. Like, That's good. I, I go to Ephesians 5 and start saying, okay, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. Okay, he gave himself for her. Okay, he sanctified her. He cleansed her with the washing of the water of the word. That means he spoke some things over the bride that she may become. He said the next verse, that he may present her back to himself, a bride, a spotless bride. So I, I kind of, when I read that one day, I said, you know what? So if I'm gonna be like Christ and speak over my wife, as I speak and wash her, I then I'm responsible for washing her with my words that I might present back to myself this wife without a spot or wrinkle. Yeah. I can keep on going. So, okay, love your wives. Love your wives as, as you love your own flesh. Come on. No one loves, uh, you know, the, the, their own flesh softly or lightly. You're going to love hard. And as you keep on going down to the end of that, that verse there, it, it, it talks about uh, the, the, the wife then giving respect and the husband giving the love. Those two roles. But I want to really focus on my side first. And so I skip, I skip over verse 24. <clears throat> I skip over verse 22. We're talking to them. I, I, I know your lines. It's like a good movie. Imagine if we were in this movie uh, together. I'm not going to study your lines harder than I study my own lines. Come on. That's so good. Excuse, excuse me if I start talking too fast. If no, I start talking fast, okay? okay, just I'm letting you know right now. For all your listeners right now, if I start talking fast, I'm getting excited. Yeah. I'm going to slow myself down. So I'm not going, if we're going to play this movie out, I'm not going to know your lines. How does it look if we both went out to play in this movie together, and I'm saying all your lines, and I barely know my own lines. When it's your turn to talk, I'm saying, uh, uh, when it's your turn, I'm saying, uh, submit, submit. When it's my turn, I'm saying, oh, uh, okay, okay. I, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> when it's your turn, I, I know your lines, I hear you, and I'm gonna feed off of your lines, but I'm gonna know mine stronger than, than I know yours. And so, and so I got this whole thing, if you can see this on my phone, it's all scriptures about just the husbands. Husbands, 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 husbands. I, I love this, uh, Pastor Walter. This one that I quote actually very often. 
because this is one I believe that husbands can 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 dive into every day, and that's Colossians three nineteen. Mm. I remind myself of my line. It says this: it "says Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter against them, or do not resent them." How many times do the husbands get bitter with the wives? Yeah, come on. Well, let's just be honest. Yeah, you know. So, so rehearse these things in your head. Let them go over and over. And here's another one of my favorites I rehearse. And, and actually, I need to pull this up even more. And that's 1 Peter 3, 7. It says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. But this that's not the part. The part I, part I hit is this. It says, that your prayers may not be hindered. Right. Yes. Uh, rehearse that man because your prayers are being hindered you're not getting what you need baby going what you, what you got I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I, like, I like what you're saying about rehearsing your lines because it's so easy to get off track it seems like it's so easy uh, to go astray and forget your role forget your lines and forget mm. what you are supposed to be doing as he mentioned in Ephesians chapter 5 at the end it says uh let the wife see that she respects her husband God is so amazing at mm. the things that he does he mm. pointed out I, I believe he pointed out the things that sometimes may be the most challenging in the marriage relationship mm. yeah. he is he gave the man instructions on the thing that he may struggle with the most. And he gave the woman the instruction here. And sometimes <laughs> I hear, I hear, uh, you know, different people, he, he don't deserve my respect. I didn't really find that anywhere. Uh -oh. Come on, come this, on. This is an instruction that the Lord is giving to us. And there is no caveat. There is no if, ands, or buts about what he is instructing us. Ooh. And if we want to be his followers, if we want to be pleasing to him, then we have to avail ourselves to what his word is saying. And everything that he set up for us, it is for our good. It is yeah. for yeah. us to be able to walk in unity with one another. I'm a, I'm a tip. Can I just tiptoe into, into that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Just, Five second tiptoe, and she, and she was talking. And she was talking about her lines right there. It just made me. I remember one of your lines. I don't. I don't. I don't rehearse your line. It's in Second Peter, no, First Peter, second chapter, and it breaks down toward toward the end. It talks about uh, res respecting those even if they are evil towards you, mm. even if they're evil. And then when three opens up, it says wives likewise. So it, it ended, and, and, and two saying that, and it talks about Jesus and how he was he was talked about and how he did not bite back. And so what he was teaching here was, hey, listen, I don't care what you didn't deserve, you gotta give it anyway. And then back to the husbands, you may feel like my wife don't deserve my love. Mm. She don't deserve me to, to okay, I, I understand what you feel, but that's not how Christ loved you. Wow. Church, you were acting up, and while you were yet acting up, while you were yet sinners, he made yep. provision for you. Yes. Yep. Came, came and loved you. And so anyway, all right, we, we yield the floor. Come on. <laughs> no, I, you know, I want to be mindful of a time just for some of our audience to know, uh, you know, our guests, uh, they are pastors. Yes. And so it is a Wednesday night, and they've been so gracious enough to allow us this time to be with you all live so we can actually get some of your questions you know, um, and so uh, we want to be able to, to do that and then release them for their service as well <laughs> as they get ready. Uh, but I do have a few questions that came in online, and thank you for those uh, that have been submitting some questions online. Uh, so here's one uh, talking about kids here. But given the fact that you have seven kids, um, how do you balance being a parent and having enough energy left over, in quotes, in order to be a good spouse? That was part one of that question and then if the fire has gone out how do you rekindle it especially when you feel tired because of parenting great question Good. I'm gonna let mama start this one off <laughs> You know, it, it is a challenge. It is a challenge and I think that is something that you really have to make a decision for and make a commitment to. I know one of the things that we uh, really strive for is, and I know it's, it's been said over and over again, but that date night is important. Mm -hmm. It is very important. I'm gonna say, I, I, I like her a whole lot more when I go on date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very important. 
Yeah, to get that time away from the children. And it doesn't always have to be something elaborate. You know, we'll, uh, you know, just run down the street to just run through the drive-thru and just sit in the car. Even if we're sitting in the car in the driveway or, you know, it doesn't have to be something elaborate, but just something that is a, a separate private time away from the children. Um, it, it, it is, it takes dedication and it takes commitment and, um, but when it is important to you, um, you have to make it priority. You have to make it priority because the children are going to be gone. <laughs> they, they will not be with you forever. And when they are gone, you want to make sure that you have cultivated a love relationship with your spouse that will last even beyond the children being there. And, and then the next part of the question, when the fire dies. Mm -hmm. First of all, I, I really believe that the Lord is in the midst of the fire. <laughs> he put fire between Abraham and Sarah at old age. Mm, <laughs> God, wow. God, God can rekindle fire. God can cause romance to happen. I, I remember I told my I prayed for romance, my wife and I, and God actually gave us romance. And I remember that prayer. And I, I said, God, you actually hooked us up with some romance. And so, and some people say, well, don't be so spiritual. Don't be, ah, uh, messed up right there, wow. right there. It said this, it said, all things are possible to them that believe. Yes. All things are possible to them that believe. So right there, all things mean all things. Yes. The fire in my marriage, yes, that's all things. All in the Greek means all. Pastor, can you back me up on that? All means all. All means all. <laughs> I mean, so, and then the Bible says in the 14th chapter of St. John, it says here, it says, the Holy Spirit that's been given to you will teach you all things. Mm -hmm. And so all means all right there as well. And so he'll teach you, he'll lead you into all truth, all truth. Mm -hmm. and, and back, so back to it, I, I dare you to start praying with your spouse. I have this little thing and we need to do it. We need to do it very yeah. soon too. Yeah. This little thing where um, I pray with my wife every hour for a day. Mm. Every every hour. If you ever work, it still works. You can text them or give a quick call. Yeah. Every hour, set your alarm clock, and it brings something so beautiful in the midst of you. And by time evening comes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. You, I'm telling you, because you got the fire. You got the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Ain't no fire like his fire. And y'all have a certain kindred That's type right. vibe. You know, and so I, 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 it, can be, it can be five minutes. Two minutes, one minute, whatever. Every hour, just pray. As soon as you wake up, start praying with your spouse and hold their hand when you're with them and pray. And I'm telling you, by the end of the day, and if you do it for a whole week, you tell me I have revival now. <laughs> Y'all, you, you know, so it's, it's going to be revival all throughout your house. Yes. I guarantee I'm playing with you. Every, every couple, I'm talking about couples who are mean into it. If they try this, they all come back and say, oh, my God. We had the best day yeah. of marriage ever. Mm -hmm. You talking about rekindling things? Can these dry bones live? Hallelujah. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Only in the presence of God. Come on. Mm -hmm. Read that question there, number two. That's so good. That's so good. Our next question says, Pastor Charles and Keisha, you talked about how you both are worshipers and how that's impacted your marriage for the better. For those of us who've never worship together in private with our spouse, how would you suggest we go about starting that? Maybe you want to start? Or? Good question. Very good question. These are great questions, guys. Keep them coming. <laughs> Very good question. Um, you know, there. I think there are several ways that you can get started with that. Um, one of them is I believe that if, if you do have your private times of worship, to go ahead and invite um, your spouse to come and spend that time with you, whether, you know, you need to get that private time in yourself first mm -hmm. and then invite them in. Um, I think that's a very, very good way to start. Honey, what you think? You, you know, I actually, I, I believe I have a word from the Lord right now. It mm -hmm. just hit me and, and tears are hitting my eyes. I just saw a vision of whoever's asked that question and others who are watching, lay out on your face with your spouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like flat out, go. Like that's one of the definitions of worship to lay prostrate. <laughs> to, wor to worship, and the definition of worship, it doesn't start with a song, doesn't end with a song. You yeah. can sing your worship, but it yeah. starts with 
with your position, your posture, and laying out flat prostrate uh, before the Lord is, is actually in the definition of worship. But I saw you laying out with your spouse. Turn on some music. Turn off the slow jams for a minute and turn on one of your favorite worship songs or one of your favorite worship songs. I saw you just laying there and you don't have to have a whole bunch of professional talk going on. You don't have to have no music. I mean, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the, the live church service going. No, no, no. It's you and your spouse and your phone. Lay there and, and just say, Lord, here we are. Here we are to worship you. Here we, we, we're laying out before you. I yeah. see you in the spirit doing this and that's your start right Thank there. You, I know that was Holy Ghost inspired. Mm-hmm. I can feel him going through my body right now. Mm. He's giving instruction. Lay out with him. Lay flat on your face. Thank you Lay that. flat on your face with your hands extended. Yeah. Find y'all some space in your house. Turn that worship on and just lay there. Just, you don't have to have a sermon when you get there. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to try to tell him or her what to do when you get there. You know, the Lord, now, ooh, hallelujah, love you. No, 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 be quiet. Talk to God together. Yes. Hold hands in the midst of that and watch what God does right there in your house. I promise you that's a divine instruction. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, you, you don't even know. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just going to mention this point, but then get to the next uh, question. But we started a series this past Sunday called Meet Me on the Floor, uh, where God just Come wants on. to encounter his people on the floor. And we talked specifically about being prostrate. So... You're on the Lord. Just let people know we hadn't talked about this. Yeah. That that was the word no, from no, the no. Lord. So receive that. And that's for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Singles too. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's this next question for newlyweds. In addition to spending time with the Lord, both together and individually, how would you suggest we can build our marriage to last, especially in the face of statistics like over 50% of marriages ending in divorce? Nothing. This is for newlyweds. Well, you, you, the person who asked the question, you actually kind of answered the question with, <laughs> with the question as well. As you said, spending time together and apart with God. Yes. And I, this is what I, this is what I, I say to um, couples. Along with knowing your role as husbands and wives, get all those scriptures down packed. As a matter of fact, we didn't share all of them, but go, go, go to Google and just say um, scriptures on husbands, scriptures on wives, scriptures on marriage, and get all of them down pat. Yeah, learn your role. But the other side is just being a good believer, mm-hmm. being a good Christian. You will kill the stats by, like you said, spending time alone and together with God. You will kill those, those divorce stats, mm-hmm. clearly, because your character will change. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to spend time with God for real and then come out and start cussing and fussing and fighting and divorcing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually impossible. It's, so you're, you are so ahead of the game. And, and, and I wish I, I had another answer for you, but I don't have another answer for you. You actually got the answer in spending your time with God. And then ask God for, for ideas on what to do. Again, he teaches all things. He'll lead you into all truth. And so you got the right recipe right there. You got the right recipe to kill those stats. Don't concern yourself with the divorce rate. Don't concern yourself with the stats. Concern yourself with being a good believer, first of all, without being married, a good believer who has the character of God. A good believer has uh, Galatians 5.16, Galatians 5.16 all the way down to the end uh, intact. That is, I have uh, my flesh under subjection. I I give way to the spirit of God. I have love. I have joy, I have peace, I have kindness, I have faithfulness, I have gentleness, I have self, you, you get where I'm going with that. Yeah. So if you're a believer, you go, I'm telling you, don't worry about divorce because you're gonna have God's character to carry you through your marriage. Come on. Amen. Yeah, and and as, you're, as you're doing that, um, I believe that there'll be a lot of good times. There'll be a mm-hmm. lot of good times. You know, one thing an older couple um, spoke that, that just really hit me was she said, uh, do your best to create good memories. Have fun together. Um, you know, there are going to be times where you, you may not um, be on the same page all the time, but mm-hmm. endeavor to have fun together, endeavor to create those good memories mm-hmm. so that as you look back over your time together, you can remember those good times, those times that you had together in the presence of God. And those times, as my husband said, when the Lord just will give you something uh, to do to just continue to cultivate that love and that good relationship, those 
uh, good times that we have together. That's, I believe that's very, very, very important um, to a long lasting, uh, good and fun, exciting marriage. So. And everything ain't gotta be, we over here praising God. You mean you got all kind of date things you can do, all that good stuff. But the bottom line, what I'm saying is this, as you're creating fun times, it's hard to create fun times if you're in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. We went all the way down to Disneyland years ago. Mm. Go ahead and tell it. <laughs> we went all the way, me and her for our anniversary. But guess what? By the time we got there, we was making some fun memories. But I was in the flesh. Mm. She probably was in the flesh too. But I'm not gonna tell on her. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take my own responsibility. <laughs> I got in the flesh. We start arguing, walking through uh, by Mickey Mouse, arguing going on. <laughs> You know, and, and 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 actually, that good fun time we were trying to create in romance was was foiled because the love, the joy, yeah. the peace, yeah. the patience was not rocking. It wasn't on board, and so uh, it's it's hard to create good times if you're in the flesh. It's a serious. Right. That's that's real talk. Seriously. Mm. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's good. Here's the next question. What advice do you have for establishing boundaries with in-laws, especially when they have overstepped boundaries time mm. and time again? I'll say this uh, in, in regards to in-laws. Um, first of all, my, my mother and my father passed away. Okay. Uh, actually, my father passed away right before I got married. I was trying to wait for him to come out of a coma to get married, and he passed on. And so... They, we didn't have that dynamic on my end. Her mother is, is so sweet. Uh, and then her dad is kind of just to himself. He's quiet and all that good stuff. So we didn't really have a big run in with the in-laws. And so I'm not going to be the pro on that. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm going to be transparent with you. Because yeah. uh, I didn't have to do it. But I would, I would say, uh, you know, I have counseled people who had issues like that. And to just establish a healthy boundary, if 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 the mother-in-law is, is talking too much, you may need to just back down your communication. And I mean, don't love her, but you may need to back down your communication. You may not need to spend two hours at her house. Because I mean, I've seen this to where, I've heard this rather, mm -hmm. and we, we spent a long time over there, it's going to be, it's going to fight, some kind of art. Well, just, that means just shorten your time. You know, I'm just giving you some practical advice. You know, again, I didn't have a, a, a big struggle or hardship with my in-laws and you know all that good stuff, yeah. but I would I would imagine so if you know going around them for long periods of time or a lot, a lot of entanglement is going to cause friction, then I would say lessen your time with them. Love them as much as you can and and love them hard with the love of God. Love them hardcore and hopefully uh, the scripture that says that uh, when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies. Yeah. <laughs> so so those enemies, I hate to call the in-laws enemies, but you know God calls them to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Peace with you. Amen. I'm sorry I didn't have a deep uh, in-law story for you. I, I mean, I, I, I did. That was fun, but I don't. <laughs> but that's the Holy Spirit again will guide you into all truth. Yes. So come on, Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um, for us single women, how do we properly vet the men that pursue us, especially those men let me just have you read this question. Yeah, that one right there. Okay, so how do we properly vet the men that pursue us, especially those men who claim to be Christians? Come on. It's annoying to be pursued by a Christian man, in quotations, just to find out later that he has an agenda. Mm. Well, it, the person who asked that question sounded like they admitted it pretty good. They found out eventually. <laughs> That he had an agenda, but I mean, you know, you, you know, um, I always, I always, I always uh, say this: you, you, you wanna, you got the Holy Ghost, hmm. and, and you, you know, when the Holy Spirit is giving you red flags. And let's be honest, y'all, the Lord will tell you you don't need to date this person or this, and we'll push past every little feeling because mm. our flesh wants to feel good. Just let's be honest. You, you know you felt something strange about that person in the very get-go, but no, you want to stay around because you wanted somebody. You were lonely, mm. and so you allowed them. You can mm. feel those little things in your heart. The same way that person asked the question, they, you'll eventually find out. And really, if you if you put God first in that thing there and let, let him really guide you into all truth, you'll see it. 
I remember I was dating somebody, and uh, and I've wanted to be with this person. I'm, I'm sorry to say this to my wife right now. I, but I, 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 but I told her, I thank God that I'm, I, that I'm with her. Praise God. Yes. Praise yes, God. Yes. I wanted to be with this person so bad. Everybody around me was telling me, no, 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 no. And then finally, God just he came in and told me and showed me and actually showed me the future. He said, if you stay with her, this is your future. And I ran. And so I, I, I got to say, if you want to vet, run them by God. And if you say, I don't have enough discernment, run them by your pastor. Yes. Mm. Go ahead and take them. In. I mean, fine. I mean, that's a very safe place. The single ladies at the art church know if you bring them by the pastors, if we yes. can we can fill a grimy joker. If you if your discernment might be off because you think they look so fine, <laughs> I can look right through their fineness and say, no, 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 no. I okay. sent something in the spirit. Come on. Maybe yeah. what you want to say. I was just gonna say that very thing. Um, you know, take them to your pastors, take them to someone that you trust that you know they're gonna tell you the truth. They're not gonna try, you know, like he said, we have people that come and um we 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 don't want them to be hurt you know yes. there's people that love you they don't want you to be hurt they don't want you to go through you know trouble that you don't have to go through so as he said if if you're just so lost in the feelings and in the emotions you know find someone that you trust that will tell you the truth and um and and they'll they'll have your best interest at heart yeah 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 well that's good all right, this next question. How did you know you had the right spouse? And how long should you wait for the guy to make a commitment? I guess I guess that second part is... That's a little two-part right there. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's a two-part kind of a question. I'll answer this in part two first. Yeah. Give, give them a one year. That's... that's, that's one, if, if they're not ready to commit within one year, that especially for for a guy, it, it, no, I, I, I think that's a, that's a, if by one year if he's not saying I want to use my wife, then you need to run. That's a long time, I know, but I think I think that's a that's a that's the cutoff. That's the cutoff. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm, I know some people. I even call on names. But uh, there's some people who've been dating for 20 years. I'm like, why are you still? Why are you? Right. Yeah. No. Give them about a year. In six months, you should kind of know whether or not you're about to, you know, get married to this person or not. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah. feel it. <laughs> six months, you kind of know. In a year's time, if you don't know yet, you need to move on. Move, move <laughs> on. Okay, I'm telling you right now. If it's been three years and y'all still talking, and he ain't put no ring in your finger, or he ain't talking strong about marriage, run, take off. <laughs> I know your heart is tied, and it's gonna take you a minute to break break the tie, but really, it's, it's not worth your time. Mm. first part of that question and then the first, first part was how did you know you had the right spouse so, I don't I don't, so, so maybe I don't know if that was you were already married or how did you know they were the person to marry so well I was I was hypnotized <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was hypnotized because uh, one day, my wife and I—we tell this story. My wife and I—we were uh, we were dating, and we were into some to an uh, to an argument. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, "I don't want to be with her," and this and this and that. And she's probably saying to her, "My, I don't want to be with him." And we were driving down the highway, and uh, actually, I began to drive aimlessly. I drove all about a half hour away to this mall. And I had no idea where I was going. I was upset we weren't speaking. And this is why I say I was hypnotized. <laughs> I walk into this mall, my brother and my sister. We walk in, still not talking to each other. We ain't talking. Matter of fact, we was kind of walking like I wasn't with her. I'm just walking. <laughs> and so we walk into Whitehall Jewelers in mm -hmm. Mid Rivers Mall, Nicholas, Missouri. We walk into that jewelry store. I'm not talking to her still. She's not talking to me. And then my first question to her was, you like that ring? Wow. She said, she said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, that ring right there matches. The lady behind the counter said, do you guys want to apply for, for a store credit? <laughs> and oh, we was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and we, we filled the paperwork out. And then the lady starts, say, she said, you guys are approved. Starts boxing the rings up and everything. We walked out of the store. Right. As we start walking down the hallway, 
or the whatever. I said, did we just buy rings? What just happened? I just thought I said, I want to be with you. What just happened? How, how did you feel about that? Oh, you know what? Um, what God has put together, hmm. let no man put asunder. <laughs> we had already gotten to a point where, um, you know, we we prayed individually about each other. There you go. We sought the Lord about each other. Um, and, and as he said before, we sought the Lord in everything, in everything. And so um, we both had that that confirmation in our spirits. We both had that that yes, that this was the Lord's doing. Mm. And uh it but is. I wasn't going with my yes. She <laughs> might be going right. But I, 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 I wanted to put my yes down. And God said, no, you're not. Mm. You're not going to do that. And so I know some, some people, I, I got a sense right now. Some people say, you know, well, how, how can we take this whole thing away from the whole God and the Christian thing? Okay, okay. <laughs> I sense that right now. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to address it right now. Understand that God made marriage. Let's yeah. take, take a second. Take a, take, 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 I want you to take a minute right there and just really take a moment and breathe that in right there. God, God made relationship. Matter of fact, he calls marriage the closest relationship between uh, on, on earth that can actually exemplify us and him. Yeah. This is God's design. And so what I believe that a lot of the world wants to do is take God's design away from him. Come on. They want yeah. to Let's redefine marriage. Yep. Let's do it our yep. way. Let's do it. No, 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 no. When he made the first marriage, yes. Adam and Eve, that, that was the design. He made it. He he had them sex. Can we say sex on this thing? You here? Can, sure can. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. So so he he made sex. That ain't no human thing. So so you, you, you don't have to go to the world to find out how God's think. That's what's wrong with us now. Mm. We want to get carnal. And get away from God, I, you know that's that's too churchy. Hmm. You know, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> Let's go back to the roots, and if you discover the roots, you wouldn't be struggling so much trying to figure out how uh, the carnal sense to make this thing work. Mm. And so, if you put God back into what He made, then you'll have success. Yeah. Yes. I said my spirit right now. That's that's a word for somebody right now. You actually want to figure this thing out without the church, wow. without the God mm. thing, without the Holy Ghost. He's like, man, you know. But how about little Luther? How about how about we talk about how about we? No, 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 no. Mm. So let's go back to who. Where's the first scripture here? In the beginning here, I got my, where's my phone at? my phone over here. There's a, there's a scripture. What she said earlier, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. This, this right here, Genesis 2.24. Therefore, this is the first institution right here. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Well, that's Genesis 2.24. That's God instituting right there in the yep. beginning marriage. So yep. it's his. Wow. It's his. Mm. It's not this world system. Yep. Sex, I know, has been taken over. They say sex sells. I know this is taken over. And they say pornography is there. That's, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread for some people. You know what I'm saying? They're taking sex and they're perverting it. And, but it's, it's God's. Mm. And so I, I know sex has been made a dirty word. That's why I asked you, can we say it on here? I know it's made a dirty word. But, but really, if you think about it, this intimacy, this 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 thing that God created to cause us to become one. Yeah. And I don't care if you have sex with your wife or your husband or or, or a harlot. He said you become one. Yeah. He, he made this, yes. this thing where yeah. you become one. And so it's really it's it's a God thing. So yeah. sex is a God thing. Marriage is a God thing. Give it back to God and watch it work. Yeah. It won't work outside. I mean, yes, you can get a little lingerie and do a little different thing. Yeah, do your thing. That's all right. But with all that being said, give it to God. Yeah. All of it. Your marriage, the bed is undefiled, y'all. That's what he said over in Hebrews 13 chapter. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's God that caused your bed to be undefiled. So he wants you to have a good time. Come on. Yes, he does. Yes, yes he does. I said, God made sex, and he said, it is, and man said, it is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. I just, I, I just had to give God his stuff back. I just yeah. had to say that right there. You can have all the questions in the world. You've got to put God in everything, especially when he is the originator of all of it. Yeah. Mm. So good. So good. 
I'm, I'm looking at our time and I want to be mindful of that. So um, what, I, what I wanted you all to be able to do right now, if you could just 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 speak a, a word or just a prayer or or release an impartation of something in regards to, to the marriages, to those that are engaged, to those that are dating, and to those that might not be dating, but looking uh, to, yeah, but have a desire to date. And then I'm going to ask my wife, you know, after you all pray, if she can, if you can bless, if you can, mm -hmm. you know, pray for them as well. Yes. So you want us to pray right now? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I'm just, I just, I just want to be mindful of the time here, because I know it's coming up on 8 o'clock hour in, and so, you know, uh -huh, I want to make uh -huh. sure I release you in, in an orderly, you know, order oh, so that awesome. way you all can continue on. Yeah. Patience. Well, you know, just before we pray, I want to say, too, as you were talking about those that are engaged or looking to be married, um, make sure you, as my husband said, know what the roles are, mm -hmm. know what the lines are, because I've talked to a few young women that have read the word and read what the word says about being a wife and being respectful and being in a role of submission to your husband. And they said, well, I don't want to do all that. Mm -hmm. And had to encourage them, don't get married. Don't you do it. <laughs> if you don't want to obey the word of God regarding marriage, do not mm. get married until you get to a place where you are ready to play your role, get in your position. And that goes to uh, both the, mm -hmm. the, the man and the woman. If you are not ready uh, to, to, to submit to the word of God, mm. good. do not. Amen. That's all I wanted to share on that. Amen. 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 So let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had together in your presence, this time, Father, that we've had together to share and to learn, Father, what you want to say about marriage and the marriage relationship. Father, I pray for each and every person that is watching right now, Father, that there is a, a newness, Father, in every marriage, in every marriage, uh, every person that is married that is watching right now. I thank you, Father, for the power of your word, Father, of your faithfulness, Lord. I thank you for causing us to be together, Father, for you being that third cord that is binding us together that cannot be easily broken. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for just continually causing us to walk together in unity, that as husband and wife, we find ways to come together and unify, that we don't look at each other as the enemy, but we recognize the enemy when he tries to come in and yeah. rear his ugly head. Father, give us discernment. Allow us to see the enemy when he tries to come in and bring division. And Father, that we speak against him and not each other. That we speak against the enemy and not each other. That we come together in unity against the true enemy. And I thank you, Father, that the enemy is defeated right now in the name of Jesus. I pray over every marriage, Father, that your love be amongst them in the name of Jesus. I thank you. And even those that are engaged, Father, that they continue to seek you, Lord, to be pleasing to you all the way through to marriage, to keep themselves holy and upright before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And even those that are looking to be married, Father, that they look and they know your word and they know what you are calling a marriage relationship to be and look like. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for your word and for the power of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray, God, touch. Thanks, Lord. Touch. Thank touch. I pray, God, give a special touch. Yes. I just saw the singles mm -hmm. uh, who are watching. Give a special touch to the singles right now. Thank you, Father. That single that's watching this, that has the questions, uh, that, that may even feel lonely or feel like, you know, I, I can't wait to get there and have my spouse. I pray, Lord God, that, yes. that, that, that you right now would come in and, and be the husband, be the wife, yeah, God. Yeah. They, get, they get so entangled. Mm -hmm. They get so entangled with you. Yes. They get so entangled with you to where when when, 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 they, when you send that person for them, they'll be so ready. They'll be so, so ready because they are so fixated on you. And, and they're walking in your character. And as you, and as you do this with the Lord, 
There's a lady watching right now. As you do this with the Lord, you're actually, you're concerned about, well, what if I'm not the right size? What if I don't look the right? What if I don't have this or that or that? And, and I hear right now, if you entangle yourself with God, yes. your confidence will raise mm -hmm. and you'll actually become even more attractive because yes. the glory of the Lord will rest upon you. Hallelujah. It will rest upon you. And so just rest and entangle yourself in him. And in him, in him, in him, hallelujah. And watch him shine all over your face. Watch him shine all over you. And that man will be attracted. It's going to go, it's going to go deeper than just the skin. It's going to go deeper than just the shallow. Mm. I thank you right now for that person watching. Comfort, wrap your arms around her in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.